Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. podcast boy steve crothy one month after the devastating geth attack on the citadel the galactic community struggles to rebuild the alliance fleet made a tremendous sacrifice to save the citadel council and earned humanity membership in the prestigious group now the council is forced to respond to evidence that reapers Enormous machines that eradicate all organic civilization every 50,000 years have returned. To quell the rumors, the Council has sent Commander Shepard and the Normandy to wipe out the last pockets of Geth resistance. Officially, they blame the invasion on the Geth and their leader, a rogue specter. But for those who know the truth, the search for answers is just beginning and where are we going to get those answers mass effect 2 baby <laughs> that's what we're talking about today suffice to say you're a little excited about this yeah, one i got a little lightheaded this is sorry <laughs> we're talking about mass effect 2 man oh, yeah man great game ah love hearing that so yeah the bulk of our episode today is going to be talking about Mass Effect 2. But, guys, it's a 13-year-old game. There's going to be spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> it's 13 years old, right? It's a teen. All right? So just be prepared for that. But, buddy, before we get into that, we have an email. Um, and this one is looking for a little update from you, my dude. Uh-oh. It's from our good friend Emily Lind. Okay. From the Canto Bite Dispatch, and she says, Hey, fellas, I just had a Slay the Spire binge after not playing for a while, which made me wonder, is Steve still playing? And if so, what ascension is he at these days? Keep up the good work on the podcast, and thank you, slash fuck you, for introducing me to this time suck, suck <laughs> of a game. Love you, dudes. Emily. Thank you for the wonderful email, Emily. Big fan of your podcast. So, buddy, what's the what's the update on the old slaying of the spire? So, I've gotten my ironclad and my silent to ascension twenty. So, there's no more ascensions after that. Really, the only thing left to do is is beat ascension twenty and beat the heart. Uh huh. 
And so I beat Ascension 20 with the Ironclad and almost beat the heart, but oh, didn't, didn't beat the heart. So I haven't reached the ultimate beat the heart goal yet, but, mm-hmm. you know. You're making progress. When you started this year, you were on like Ascension 14 or 15, right? I want to say it was like 17. I was oh, stuck okay. on 17 for a while. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, my my wife Cindy has gotten her defect to Ascension Twenty. Oh damn! Mm-hmm. So she's she works on it more than me these days. I haven't played it as much lately. Well, there's we've had been a lot. so much stuff yeah. to play. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> there's been a lot going on, and it's just gonna keep coming. We're literally moments away from the release of Starfield at this point. Um, yeah, no kidding. Actually, that's and, true. And you know, Baldur's Gate as well for console <laughs> peeps. If you if you jacked mm-hmm. out the additional ten bucks, you get to play that this Friday too. Yep, uh, that is coming to PlayStation. Did you see the update that they're they're going to be bringing it to Xbox this year as well? I did. So, for people that don't know, there was a hang up getting Baldur's Gate three on the Xbox because wasn't it because of the Series S? Yes. Yeah, that's what it's I thought. It's because of the Series S, because Microsoft wants all the games to have feature parity across both platforms, and Larian was having trouble getting split-screen co-op working on the Series S. But I think old Philly Spence got in there, and he was like, hey, guys, why don't we just uh, say forget this? We're talking about an all-timer of a game here. huh? Can we get this on an Xbox quickly? Um so it's coming sometime this year for you Xbox folks, um, uh, which is I, way better than the previous tentative release date of 2024. <laughs> right. Yeah, true. You'll take it, you know, if you're an yeah. Xbox fan. I really dislike the we have to have parity between our I, power, more powerful system. I hope this is a learning experience for them. Yeah, I don't love this for them. Like, yeah, it's feature I, I understand, parity, right? I, yeah, and I understand what they're trying to do. Right. You know, they're they're trying to make it look like the S is not an inferior machine, you know. It's just mm-hmm. more of a budget machine, I guess. Right. And 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 I mean, this is also completely subjective, but I just don't really see the appeal of playing split screen co-op for Baldur's Gate. You know, there's plenty of other games that I would see that, but that to me is a better experience regardless of what platform you're playing on, um, doing it online, like multiplayer Mm -hmm. online, right? Like you don't have to divide up the screen and stuff, but that's neither here nor there. If you're talking some old school Halo split screen with your buddies on the same TV, that's different. An RPG doesn't sound that appealing to me personally. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure they would rather have the game out, yes. you know, now. Yes. And they can patch in that later for the S if they need to, right? Yeah, that, so the, actually there was a update today that said that it's very possible that they will be able to, you know, it's just taking them some time to, to get it going. So um, I'm glad that they came to that agreement and, and folks that just have an Xbox will be able to play Baldur's Gate three sometime mm-hmm. this year. That's yeah. That's one of the, update. one of the best games of the year in it's, a year full of good ass games, buddy, it's going to be taking home some game of the year awards. The, the social media hype and memeage of this game is there's a crazy reach to it. Like I'm trying it, It'll 100% be in, like, the, the conversation at the end. 
Yeah, for, and, for and it's going to win for everything. It's yeah. going, I'm telling you right now, buddy. The last time I saw this level of devotion to a game online was Elden Ring. I love it. I want to see what Starfield's got before I. Oh, now I'm not saying it's going to be my game of the year. That's Mm. still to be decided. In a game, in a year where I'm getting a brand new Star Wars game and a brand new Spider Man game in the year, good luck. And I love Baldur's Gate 3, right? Um, Right. But I guess we'll see. Um, So, do you want to give any quick impressions on a little armored core six we got a new from game that released since the last time we recorded it's it's very different from Mm -hmm. (laughs) from the from games you're used to of the last few years but it's a lot of fun i was playing it before we got on and to record i i got past a boss that had held me up for a while there Mm -hmm. old baltius um (laughs) i gotta say i love how snappy it is it's been forever since i've played armored core like mm-hmm. I was looking, it might have been like PS2 when I last played one, right? Um, and you know, there's there's kind of a couple different routes you can go with a mech game. You can go sort of your slow and lumbering sort of you know battle tech or or Earth Siege style mechs, or you can go anime snappy as fuck quick mechs. That's my jam. <laughs> yeah, that's what they went with, luckily. <laughs> Immediately, Steve and I got in there and started doing Evangelion paint jobs on <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, right away. I was making custom decals and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's man. where it got me. Now that I have Mass Effect 2 fully in my rear view, um, now I can devote all the time to Armored Core that I've been wanting to devote. So <laughs> This be- this week? <laughs> yeah, a couple days. Because, uh, <laughs> by the way... That uh, early release of Starfield is like 7 p.m. on Thursday. Ooh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> hope are you guys... taking? Are you, you're not taking any time off from work, are you? No, no, because of my health stuff, I don't have a ton left uh, PTO this year. So, I'm saving that in case I need it for any emergencies. Mm-hmm. But I have the Monday after it release. I have the you know a the week lab- from today Labor Day. Off. Yeah, right. so I'll play that all day. Sure, man. Worth it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm happy you're doing that, man. I, I I can't wait to hear the uh, impressions. Oh, I can't uh, wait to play that game. Because I got to think that Friday night we probably will just hang out, you know, while you play Starfield. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't blame you at all for that. You know, that's... No. Uh, but, I, well, you now listen, I know he listens to the show. So, yeah, this is a shot across the bow, Mr. Ling. You know what I won't do on Saturday night when we all hang out? If we want to play some Street Fighter or some Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know what I'm not going to do? Diss you guys and fucking di- and, and say nah. No Man, yeah, he laid the, the diss hammer down. Yeah, yeah he, he put his foot down on us. <laughs> yeah, we were like, hey, man, you want to play some Texas Chainsaw Massacre? And he said no. He didn't yeah, even he say no. Eh. He said no, absolutely not. I personally don't even want to be in discord hanging out with you guys but i feel obligated <laughs> to he's like i got my armored core on one screen and i'm watching the capcom pro tour street fighter tournament on the other man I got my my hands full he said it just after a while it just becomes blonde brunette redhead <laughs> <laughs> so buddy let's uh let's go ahead and move into it let's um talk about mass effect 2 which uh, for those that don't know, is the sequel to Mass Effect, uh, published by BioWare and was released January 26th, 2010. So th- 13 and a half years ago now. 
Um, How long between the first game and the second game? Do you know offhand? Three years. Three years. Okay. That's, yep. That's a decent um, cycle in that back then, I think. Yeah, honestly, I think it was honestly closer to two and a half years because the original Mass Effect came out towards the end of 20. Yeah, November 20, uh, 20th, 20 or 2007, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, like two and a half years later, um, Mass Effect 2 hits in january of all like you know you don't really get great games in that first month of the year after the holiday rush right um was it delayed do you recall was it delayed or was um i honestly can't recall that um maybe they also kept delays a little more internal then it could be and they probably wanted to target the the holidays but then just ended up being like we're not going to do that so um and Mass Effect 2 is one of the best games ever made, and it's my favorite game that I ever played on the Xbox 360. So buckle in. I'm going to be blowing the shit out. I'm the glizzy goblin. Bad day to be a glizzy. <laughs> He's got the shirt. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, buddy, uh, I have been talking this game up to you for 13 and a half years. Mm-hmm. What you think now that you've played it? I think that uh, you were pretty dead on with everything you said about it. Mm-hmm. The big improvement over the first game in terms of like the combat and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the relationship with your squad was definitely the focus of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, most <laughs> of the most of the missions regarded you just kind of bonding with your 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 squad, your teammates. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, Mass Effect. 2 is a great example of really dialing in the good shit right from Mm -hmm. the first game and focusing on that because we were talking about this the other night while i was streaming you know the last mission mass effect and dragon age uh for that matter are kind of visual novels right like there's a lot of time and to get the the most out of the Mass Effect or Dragon Age experience, you got to spend a lot of time talking to your homies, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, if that is not your thing, this game will not be your thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, mine. You gotta you gotta enjoy like the RPGs with the dialogue mm-hmm. trees and stuff like right. that, you know? Right. Um, now, as far as the gameplay goes, like to me, it's hard to point at a better advancement in gameplay than there is between mass effect one and two even the legendary edition version of mass effect one is still a little janky to play combat wise Mm -hmm. you know it's certainly uh an improvement over the original but still pretty janky two feels incredibly smooth the the combat and the gameplay of two still holds up to this day yeah Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I wouldn't say it's like as good as something like a Gears of War. No, but, but it's but headed that in that head, direction. Right. It's kind of in that same vein and it's it's very good. Mm-hmm. Like I think that I think you'd get a lot out of it playing on the harder difficulties where you really kind of have to be tactical with yes. your squad's deployment mm-hmm. and their usage of their special abilities, things kind of like that. Which I didn't really worry about so much because I was playing it on normal. Yeah. You know, 
in normal difficulty, um, you really don't have to worry about where you place your squad members because there is a, a system where you can hit the D-pad and order them to stand behind certain covers and things like that. Um, in Insanity, the hardest difficulty, it is necessary to right. do that. You, the the combat and insanity uh, in the hardest difficulty mode, in my recollection, because it's been a while since I've played it and beat it on that difficulty, is much slower. Meaning there's a lot more of pulling up your radial menu to see what powers you have available, your you know your squad mates have available, and also you know issuing orders to your squad mates. Um, Mass Effect Two on normal difficulty is not a hard game. You know, there's a couple no. of trickier parts, but it's it's never anything that's going to be like, damn, this game's fucking hard, yo. Um, there was a couple of times. There uh, are. There are <laughs> some hard parts in it. I might have struggled a time or two in, in the game, but um, yeah, by and large, yeah. The, the shooting feels infinitely better. You mm -hmm. know, there is a very concentrated, curated list of guns it's not a ton, right? You may right, have yep. seven or eight different assault rifles, but each of them feels different. Which yeah, is there's nice. like ar certain archetypes they're trying to hit with right. the guns. Mm -hmm. But other than that, you don't really find different, better guns, right? You just no. increase damage to all assault rifles across right. the board via the upgrade system in the ship. Yeah, and now I will be honest with you, buddy. I do kind of miss the modding aspect of the guns and armor that you got in Mass Effect 1 where you could put in different heat sinks and stuff. Heat sinks aren't a thing. Now you have thermal clips, which are ammo <laughs> in this. Um, and also say this, your squad members' powers like are actually fun to use and effective in this one. Where yeah, they're really handy. I agree. Mm -hmm. there, there, there were times where I had to really kind of assert control because... They, I had it set to where they would do it on their own, um, and they would just do it on like random people, and I would be like, "You, no, there's a guy with a shield right there." <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So, so I eventually started to have kind of take control of that mm -hmm. and be like, "No, no, no, we're gonna we're gonna use your stupid little thing on him, and then you girl are gonna use your stupid little thing on him." Yep. And then we're all gonna go home and eat a burger on the ship. The um. The letting them do the powers on their own, I've never once played that way. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh-uh, mm-mm, not this boy's P2. For a beginner, I can totally see it. You oh, know, absolutely. You, to, you kind of get in the flow of the combat. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's really handy to, um, especially, you know, it's not anything where you have to get too in-depth with it. You know, a lot of it is just, okay, this ability is for this kind of enemy, this ability yeah. is for this kind of enemy. Right, so like, <clears throat> the enemies in this game, you know, they'll have a health meter, and then sometimes they will have different types of shields. Sometimes you'll come across bosses and stuff that have every type of fucking shield. Yeah, all three of them. Yeah. yeah. So there's health, <laughs> right? Self-explanatory. Then there's armor, which is a yellow meter. Armor is weak against fire attacks. So you can do fire ammo, and it'll do more damage. Or... You can use my boy Morden, who has an ignite ability that when you fully level up, melts any armor that any character has. Yeah, um, except for like super bosses yeah, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, he's he's pretty badass with that. Um, and and then, then there's there's like the shield stuff, right? Right. Then there's shields, which is a blue meter, electricity attacks, um, 
work well against that. So you can use Disruptor Ammo, which is electric ammo. Or several of the characters have like an, uh, they call it Overcharge, which is like a an uh, electric attack, right? Right. And then finally, there's Barrier, which is a purple meter, and the Warp ability is what that um, shield is uh, weak to. So already having that, you know I love an elemental weakness. Right, it's already deeper than yeah. Final Fantasy 16. Wow. <laughs> no hate, no hate. Hey. Just saying, you know, like Joshua. we talked about <laughs> Joshua. We talked about the elemental mm-hmm. and how we missed it in that game, you know, to see it in this game was fun. Well, already with just that simple system, the the combat is more tactical and interesting than the first game, right? Agreed, big time, yeah. Big time. Um and you this is much more of a cover shooter in mm-hmm. mass effect one you can goof around through most of the game and not worry about getting behind cover and this one it's a necessity oh sure yeah and it's fun to like get back there and have miranda use her like pull ability uh-huh. to, like just yank somebody over the barrier and y'all just like shoot him while he's just slowly floating in midair mm-hmm. just like punch him full of holes it's pretty fun dude i, I enjoy doing that a lot i gotta mention like all the different powers in this game, there's a lot of them because everybody has a special power that un- unlocks when you make them loyal that's unique to them. And then some of them have even other unique powers to them. There's some really cool shit you can do in this game, and it can get pretty weird, like yeah. with the pulls <laughs> or the singularities. I have a, a clip saved on my um, Xbox mm-hmm. that I should have sent you. I meant to do it uh, tonight, but... Um, where Jack like hit somebody with her shockwave thing, yeah. yeah, like and the the ragdoll physics like launched him way up in the air, mm-hmm. and I was like, whoa, look at him go! And while he's way up in the sky, they just both start, like like just nailing him. He's hitting the ground dead. Oh man, he was dead for a while. They were still shooting him. It was fun. Um. Another thing I want to talk about as far as gameplay is concerned that's different from one is the whole concept of having a heavy weapon category, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Which you start off, you get like a rocket launcher. Pretty, you know, standard issue. But then that shit gets real weird real quick, bro. (laughs) Yeah, there's a couple of bizarre ones. Yeah, there's one that where you can shoot a singularity into the middle of, you know, the battlefield. There's, there's that. The, there's like a fat boy nuke. Yep. There's <laughs> the cane. Yeah. Bro, I used the cane. I one shot the end boss of this fucking game with the goddamn <laughs> cane, bro. That's all you need to know. Okay. There's like an ice cannon. They do some really cool stuff. And another thing that's very cool about this game is the elemental stuff, like we were mentioned. You can set people on fire, and then if they bump into another enemy, the fire will spread. You can freeze people and shatter them. It's just a lot more dynamic and fun and creative mm-hmm. as far as the combat's concerned. Right? Agreed. And like you're leveling up these attacks, you know, mm-hmm. in the in the meantime with your points. And when you get to a certain level, you get to specialize these attacks further. Yeah. You know, like um, the fire ammo becomes inferno ammo. You yeah. know, where it does like does double the damage that normal fire stuff does or you can do like something different where it's like uh, all your teammates get yeah, yep the fire ammo so you can create these deadly crossfires or whatever i i chose to go with just the more damage me too. as usually yeah me too um 
<clears throat> the other thing, I'm glad you mentioned that, um, the leveling system in Mass Effect 2 is much more streamlined. Than Simpler, one. yeah. But it also keeps... Mass Effect 2 books it, dude. Like, yeah, I didn't mind it so much, like, that system. Yeah, no, like, fine. you can, you know, uh, like, a whole playthrough might be 40, 50 hours at most, but... That shit goes by quick because you're constantly, all right, I got some points. Let's spend them. I got this mission to do. I got yep. this. I got to go talk to my homies. I got to feed my fish. Um, a, a nice thing, too, is they, they'll encourage using different people uh, because everybody on the ship just levels up with you, yep. even if they're not on missions. So mm -hmm. if you could take them out on a mission for the first time later in the game and they've got, like, 50 freaking points to spend so you oh, can just level them all the that. way up yeah i love that when you go to do a loyalty mission for someone mm -hmm. you haven't really used in your party yet and you get to that mission and you've got all those points to spend i mm. love that shit buddy <laughs> um also so a big missing element from mass effect 2 versus 1 is the mako right the mako oh. the much don't let the door hit you in the ass on the yeah. way out <laughs> If you know what the Mako is a very cool idea, mm. and what I would like is Mass Effect Two with that Mako exploration of the planets brought back in, but good and interesting, yeah. right? Because I didn't necessarily love the uh, mineral harvesting thing in this game. This very podcast. Much. Is, this is the last episode of this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now, right, so before in Mass Effect 1, you'd land on a planet, you drive around, it's desolate, you might find a couple things here or there, some enemies to fight. In this one, what you do now is you pull into the atmosphere of a planet and you can start firing mining probes, right? This gets you all of the materials you need to build upgrades, right? Which in itself is a whole new system. Um, and occasionally you'll pull up to a planet and start scanning it and they'll be like, oh, there's an anomaly detected, right? And you seek out the anomaly and what it does is it lets you land on the planet and you got like a little side mission. Small right? little side quest, yeah. Well, some of them are very cool, you know. Uh, I do them all every time. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some are better than others. But like, now I didn't, dislike the exploration in that regard right like i thought that was fun like ha like visiting all the planets and stuff was cool visiting all the different solar systems i just kind of got tired of the the probe uh mining thing after a while yeah and it's not hard to if you hit the the mining fairly hard early right it's easy enough to get all the materials you'll ever need to upgrade anything in this game and have a ton left over. Right. right. Um, so it's just, now I will tell you, Steve, and I've only done it once. I have completely mined every planet in this game till it said depleted. Woo! Right. Cause it, you'll go, you'll show up and it'll tell you it's, it's value. It'll be either rich in minerals, either from rich mm -hmm. to depleted. And there's a couple levels in between. Like, yeah. Moderate. I've taken poor. every one of those planets down to depleted. I said, we got to fight the reapers. We need some resources. Motherfuckers. Whew. That is hardcore right there. My friend. I love this game. I love this game and I don't want to stop hanging out with my f space friends. Steve. <laughs> Look, I liked your first idea too, that, you know, it could have been, I think, if they had refined that yeah. Mako thing a lot more, I think that could have been a cool way to do it, too, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But with that said, you know, 
the the mining was at least chill, you know. Um, oh, dude, it is perfect time to smoke a bowl, listen to some music, yeah. you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, time to chill out. But maybe go hang out with Miranda in her office. Be like, you should have seen all the shit I just mined, and she's yeah. like, I'll be you like Element Zero. Yeah, I, I got some. <laughs> um, got so. Some. That's it. Now, you know, uh, we'll talk about them a little bit here and there. Some of the DLCs introduce some weird gameplay mechanics that aren't present in the rest of the game, but we'll we'll hit those as we get to those DLCs. Cool. Um, let's talk about the story of Mass Effect 2. Okay. What you think, buddy? Yeah, I th- thought it was good. You know, like you start out, um, you die. Right. It. it, it it has got one of the craziest open. All right, imagine a highly stony baloney Halls Burkhart yeah. returning from GameStop, pulling into like, like. What what music was bumping on your stereo? I mean, talking about pulling a Dukes of Hazards into my driveway, skirt, getting the wheelchair out, conk. Mass Effect 2 in my little GameStop bag. I got like a pre-order poster or something like that. Running in, popping that bad boy in the Xbox, and they kill Commander Shepard in the opening of the game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. He goes out real heroic as fuck, though, right? So he falls like 50 miles. Yeah, it takes place like, you know, a couple of months after the first game. You've been sent out to fucking clean up the geth. And all of a sudden, an unknown ship shows up and destroys the Normandy, right? And you, as Commander Shepard, have to get your friends to safety, including Joker. But in the process, die. And then it cuts forward, time jump, two years later to basically a side faction that you sort of learn about in the first game through a couple of side quests. Side quests. They're yeah. like a shady, like, Humans. Under, undercover, like, doing human, like, experiments. Mm-hmm. and uh... they, they are... Um... They're kind of uh, against aliens, right? They're like human support superior, superiority is what Cerberus right. is all about. That's the the through whatever mm-hmm. means necessary. And mm-hmm. through Cerberus, you get introduced to one of the best video game villains of all time. That man keeps that motherfucking thing on him, the elusive man. 
voiced by Marty Sheen, by the way. Let's not yeah. They were they had some clout back then in video games, man. Uh-huh. All the actors were getting in on that shit. Yep. Yep. And you know who Call of Duty got, Steve? Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> they saw they, they saw Ray Liotta cashing those Vice City checks, man. Uh-huh. And they like, said, let's uh... get let's get Kevin Spacey. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like I hear I hear kids like video games. Woo! <laughs> um but yeah, so Martin Sheen is this elusive man who like uh is always he's like the, I said he's the combination of the cigarette smoking man from mm-hmm. the X-Files and uh the G-Man from Half-Life. It's perfect. It's a perfect <laughs> comparison. And so he has been working to resurrect Shepard. And the reason he wants to resurrect Shepard, you know, is well, because he wants <laughs> he wants to use Shepard, right? He wants to use him to um, advance humanity's standing in the galactic stage. Now, also a- that, and he also he tells you about the Reaper. He's aware of the Reaper threat yes, as well, he, which it, is the so, main reason. So that is sort of the intro where I like Mass Effect because. In Mass Effect 1, you're a specter, right? Which is a Jedi, essentially, right? (laughs) You're the good guy, defender of the galaxy, right? Secret servant, yeah. Yeah, you know? mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, whether you play Renegade or Paragon in the first game, you're still a good guy, right? And I would say the same goes for 2. It's just... Yeah, a little wild. We'll talk about that. I I mean, who? Hey, I don't. I don't know. Ah, Renegade, hot in here. Let's (laughs) get out. End of the episode. uh... We'll see you guys next week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I like that it it introduces this weird tug of war where you're working for an organization who, as they state to you, you guys have similar goals right uh, deal with the reapers but this is not a good organization to work for and constantly throughout the game people who you spent a lot of time in the first game will be like you are doing what now huh yes uh-huh. you are working for whom now huh huh um and i Jack love shepherd's that. working for huh huh um <laughs> i love that um now we can't you know cover the entire story we never can in any episode but essentially the the big the big overarching story for this game is a species known as the collectors has been showing up and kidnapping entire human colonies using sinister bees yep they use them (laughs) bees boy them use them bee boy boy (laughs) Um, and you know, your mission is to figure out a, why, who are they? Where are they from? Where are they taking these people? What are they doing with them? That's the big overarching story. Now, of course, the whole time this is going on, there's the threat of the reapers in the background and everything else that's going on right now. I think I'll tell you this, Steve, when I first started playing Mass Effect 2, I was like, hold up now. So you're trying to tell me that Ashley's not in my group? You're trying to tell me that Liara's not in my group? Like, they take a lot of your group, your your crew from the first game, and they are not there anymore, right? 
with yeah, ex- none of them are at first mm-hmm. pretty much with the exception of joker right right but your your squad mates like uh the only two that carry over into two are tally and garris you you don't get rex you don't get Oh Lira, right, but you don't get... start with them either. You no, know, you no, have you got to get to recruit everybody. them again. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I like because Mass Effect Two kicks off. You meet Jacob and Miranda. Jacob's a former soldier that works for Cerberus. Miranda is hot as fuck. Goddamn, them pixels, <laughs> them polygons, and she is like uh, essentially kind of the elusive man's right hand man, right mm-hmm. second in command at, at Cerberus. We find out that she's been like genetically enhanced to by be perfect. her, her yeah. father because and she yeah. is. she ain't ever done a bad as uh, a wrong thing in her life. She is perfect. She's got a sister who was basically built from scratch. Yeah, they both were. They were yeah, both genetically yeah. engineered. Um, <clears throat> and then the game becomes well, you guys. So essentially, we think the collectors come from beyond the Omega Relay which is a Mass Effect relay, right? Mass Effect relays are these gateways that they use for intergalactic um Right, you travel. basically pilot your ship into it and the energy kind of, it's it's like light speed travel. Like yeah. It shoots you off, it relays you to another relay. relay in another solar system. Exactly. But nobody, no living person has ever been beyond the Omega relay and returned. So they essentially set up very early in the game, yo, this is a suicide mission. And anybody in your crew on your ship can die in this game, including Commander Shepard. You can beat this game and Commander Shepard can die. Yep. Um, If you don't have enough loyal loyal homies. Well, there's also, I want to tell you, we'll talk about it when we get there, but there's a funny hidden commander shepherd can die scene too oh really yeah yeah i hope we don't forget about that oh i won't <laughs> okay um, good so then it becomes you have to uh, assemble a crew um, right he gives you the lead mm-hmm. but he's also like look we've we've got some people you should recruit yeah. that are going to help yep start for the first guy you should go for is this scientist dude who's going to be able to help you with these sinister bees mm-hmm so that's what I want to do now, Steve. I want to talk about your crewmates because, like Steve said, they are the it's biggest a huge part, part of this. Yep. So let's talk about Jacob first, right? Now, every crew member you have, except for Jacob and Miranda, you have to recruit. And then after you get to know them a little bit, they'll be like, hey, man, I got this one thing that's really bugging me that I need to do before maybe I don't come back from this mission. You have a loyalty right. mission. Um, so Jacob, I'm sorry, peace and love to the dude, maybe one of the most boring Mass Effect characters. I mean, yeah, I, I liked him okay. I, I liked his yeah. I liked his side quest. I thought his side quest was pretty compelling. Yeah, that's that's the one wrinkle in Jacob's character that's interesting. So his loyalty quest is that his dad disappeared years ago he was um he was stationed on a ship the whole ship disappeared and there's a yeah they're both alliance yeah there's a uh rescue beacon that comes from that ship and then you go and find out that all this time it's been missing his dad has been running a sex cult on a planet it's pretty much up dude yeah like killed the 
other men mm-hmm. except for like a small group of other of them and then yeah it was pretty dark it was it, one of the darker ones um the thing that i didn't like did, about jacob is like he never wants to hang like i go i'm like yeah. hey jacob let's talk and he's like eh i'm not big on personal conversation i was like well fuck me i guess yeah miranda fine with me miranda however she ain't never done a bad thing in her life so she's perfect I love me some Miranda. She was useful in the uh, team comp, you know, for her mm-hmm. special ability. Mm-hmm. So, like we said, her, you know, that's her backstory. She's genetically engineered. She has a younger twin sister who is also genetically engineered, and her loyalty quest is saving her. Is saving her sister from her parents. Her dad. Her dad is not a great dude. You don't get a whole lot about him, but you know. He's not a great guy. Um, her loyalty mission's okay. Yeah. You know, when I you told s- her not to even bother to go talk to the, the sister. Well, that's the renegade move. I was like, yeah, <laughs> go hang out with her. And then when we get back, we hanging out. <laughs> Something else. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, one of the leads you get is about a vigilante that is on a space station called Omega, which is right by the Omega Relay. Two of the people you got to pick at the beginning are there, the scientist and the vigilante who's known as Archangel, right? And turns out that's your boy Garrus from the first game. Yeah, this this Omega we should mention is like, there's like three probably main hub worlds in this mm -hmm, game, Omega mm -hmm. being one of them, Mm -hmm. which has like, yeah, like a place where you can go around and explore their shops, things yeah. of that nature. And, and the big the big thing on Omega is this club that is run by um, a character Moss. who's voiced by Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah, yeah. from the Matrix. Yeah, uh, which is great. So funny. Um, what was that character's name? Do you, Aria. Do you remember? Aria? Cool, cool. That's right. Yep. Yep. I liked um, that. I liked that scene. That felt very her character's um, cool too. And I got some woo for Aria, and I just wish she liked me, man. Yeah, she's she's she got time for us, man. She ain't got no time for me. I get it. Trust me. She's got business. She's got business to run. She's Um, in charge of that whole planet, pretty much. And so, in the time since you know you were thought to be dead, Garrus has just gone on full vigilante, right? He's taken down crime syndicates. There's three crime syndicates that you end up kind of running into a lot in this game, like uh, what is the Blood Pack, the The Blue Blue Moons, Blue Suns. Blue Suns, that's it, yeah. And then there's the third one. I can. There's, it's just different colored armor for enemies, but they're different factions, right? Mm. Um, so, of course, you know, you help Garrus out. He gets all fucked up in the battle, so he shows up and he's all scarred and got cybernetic parts after. I like that. Um, his loyalty mission is hunting down the dude who betrayed him. Now... This is one of the few uh, loyalty missions where I take the renegade option, where mm, I let him shoot that guy. I gotta. I was like, nah, man, that kind of betrayal doesn't get away. Not with me. <laughs> That's the fun part about playing on a renegade. Man, you want to talk about um, a good feeling mm-hmm. in in a game when you see that red text pop up, the red option. Oh, well, see, for it, me, it's the know, blue. It's a pick. Yeah, but the blue is boring. Mm-mm. Like, Mm-mm. nah, man, Mm-mm. that. You See, you, you, that bland chicken breast dinner, nah, like, uh, give me the spicy pork, man. No, nah, man, my shit gets spicy. 
My guess, my she gets spicy too. You know where it gets spicy? In my bedroom with Miranda, Steve. <laughs> Not really. I'm a fucking involuntary celibate. Um. Anyways, uh. The other guy you get from Omega is one of the best Mass Effect characters of all time. My dude, Morden Solus. He's a Solarian, right? Solarians are kind of like, um, what would you call them? Not lizard boys. What are they? Uh, they're amphibians. What are those guys called? Salamander. Yeah, he's like a salamander. Yeah. He's like a... He's like a He's a walking, talking salamander, and he is a scientist, right? But he's a scientist that also kicks ass because he was part <laughs> of like a Solarian secret service group himself. Mm-hmm. Who helped create the Genophage, which is a huge story point from the first game, right? First game, yeah. Um, which deals with the Krogan race, which. We have dealings with them in mm-hmm. this one as well. Um, so <clears throat> the other thing, and I have to play it, Steve. You have to give me this one chance. <laughs> in just a second. Yeah, if you talk to him, you know, and you get deep into his backstory, you find out some interesting things about him. Yeah, you find out that he was also a bit of a an amateur actor and sang in musicals and shit. And this is one of the the best scenes in all of Mass Effect is when you're like, oh, I didn't know you could sing. And he's like, oh, for real? Well, check this shit out. Exploration. Gilbert and Sullivan always had me do the patter songs. But not about me. Cultural artistic expression reflects philosophical evolution, interest in growth, perspective, observation, interpretation. Suspect you won't see any art in collector base. Culturally dead. Tools for reapers. Worse than the Geth. I'm sorry, I know that was important, but you perform Gilbert and Sullivan? I am Lady the very model of Shepherd. a scientist Salarian. I've studied species Turian, Asari, and Batarian. I'm quite good at genetics as a subset of biology because I am an expert which I know is a tautology. My xenoscience studies range from urban to agrarian. I am the very model of a scientist Salarian. I love that shit, Steve. I love that. I love Morden, even though he's done some fucked up shit in his past. All right. (laughs) Listen, I'm not excusing the genophage or anything like that, but I love that salamander boy. Um, Yeah, he's a cool character. He's like Captain Kirk if Captain Kirk talked fast. You pointed that out to me, and yeah, you're right. His speech patterns are very Captain Kirk. That's certainly what they were going for. Um, and so we talked about Morden. There's Jack, who is another highlight I want to add. Jack is, so she was experimented on by Cerberus. And she's kind of like 11 from Stranger Things. She's like 11 if 11 got a bunch of tattoos and, you know. (laughs) Yeah. If, if this was like 11, like, Yeah, you know. but yeah, this her origin story is very similar, right? Yeah. Like oh. she was like this chosen yeah. child who, where they had all these other kids who they were experimenting on, so they could make her stronger and better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I when I did her loyalty mission, which is going back to the the place that she was tortured and experimented on in, and blowing it up, 
when I did that um, loyalty mission, I was like, all right, I see you duffer brothers. All right. <laughs> like she's even got the shaved head and stuff like Jack. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, now, Jack is definitely like the edgelord character. Right. Yes. And most of the time it, it's written really good. A couple of times, you know. Yeah. It's a oh, bit, yeah. But yeah. it's a long ass game with a lot of dialogue. Um, see, here's my problem. See, because I romanced Jack. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize that Tally was an option until much later. Because if I had known that, that's the route I probably would have gone. Well, let's see. I mean, you can always correct fate in Mass Effect 3, maybe, buddy. Yeah, maybe I'll rewrite history there. Yeah. Um, so, the, so you don't have Rex on your crew, but what you do have is a character who I, I'll be honest with you, Steve, his recruitment mission is maybe my least favorite, but I mm -hmm. like the character. He's Grunt. Yeah. Grunt is a genetically engineered Krogan who uh, Warlord Okir has been working on, so he's like the ultimate Krogan, right? And what I like about Grunt is he is not afraid to fucking flex that he is the ultimate Krogan. Like, mm -hmm. when you go to Tachanka later, some Krogan will talk shit to him, and he's like, what are you fucking talking about? I'm the best. And he'll headbutt him, too. Yeah. So will you, if you're a renegade shepherd. Well, maybe if you're a fucking a paragon shepherd, everybody's friends, and you all fucking blow each other. <laughs> yeah, man. Who no, knows? I, I headbutted those motherfuckers. I was like, you question my boy Grunt? Uh. Mm -hmm. And, of course, all the other Krogans are like, dude. This shepherd is awesome. <laughs> they um, respected me, man. This the, uh, the next character I want to talk about is awesome. He's a standout character and also apparently one that a lot of uh, ladies like. And that's our boy Thane Krios, mm. who is a, another lizard boy, but he is an assassin. He is a drell, which is a new species you get introduced to in mass effect 2 and he has photographic memory and so when you're talking to him he will occasionally like slip, slip into, into the memory yeah. yeah the memory and start narrating it's really cool and he's basically got space cancer and his his he's about to clock his ticket right he doesn't have a whole lot left um love this character love his recruitment um, by the way, part of the reason I like his recruiting mission is because you go and fuck up Nasana Dantius from Mass Effect 1. Mm -hmm. That's the lady the lady that screws you over in that one side mission becomes a huge part of Mass Effect 2. That's who he's trying to assassinate. His loyalty mission is also good. Another character. Now, I think this next character, it gets they get introduced so late that it's hard to really get super attached. I think they're very cool. But part of the reason I think they're so cool is because there's two different characters and depending how you're playing, it mm -hmm. dictates yeah. who you get. There's like a paragon version and a renegade version. Yeah. So yeah. the the quest is to recruit an Asari Justicar named Samara. Justicars are kind of like Jedi. They follow a code. <laughs> they, you know, protect peace and shit through the galaxy, uh, specifically in Asari space. Um, and so you recruit her, and then you find out that she is hunting a 
Asari serial killer named Morinth, right? Who's also her daughter. Who's also her daughter. She has one of the cooler, more complex side missions, I think, like loyalty missions. It's very cool, yeah. yeah. And at the, at the end, you can, if you're a renegade, you can take her daughter's side, and then she'll do a perfect impression of her mother mm-hmm. whenever she's around anybody, except when it's just the two of you, and she yeah. switches to the... It's pretty cool. It is cool. Now, I like that. Samara, little piece of trivia, um, voiced by Maggie Baird. That's Billie mm-hmm. Eilish's mom. Oh. Um, and... The the little lore that they uh, introduced with Morlent, this idea of a what is it, Ardok Dashi or whatever the Asari name is, is they're like evil uh, Asari who fucking fuck people and it kills them. Right? Yeah, it's like some black, real black widow shit. Yeah. Well, guess what, Steve? If you beat Mass Effect Two as a renegade. After you fucking kill the collectors, you can go have sex with Morinth, and it will kill you. <laughs> that is the hidden way that you can die in Mass Effect 2. <laughs> That's incredible. Though. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, the the that. very last uh, group member is Legion. Legion is interesting because he is a Geth. And he is a Geth who is fighting on behalf of the Geth. And he basically tells you, like, no, most of us do not want to align with the Reapers. That is a group known as the Heretics. That's what mm-hmm. we call them. Um, he gets introduced really late, so you don't get a lot of time with him. And when you do, that boy just talks about a whole lot of fucking math. So a lot of times <laughs> I'm just like, whatever, Legion, I don't understand what you're saying. But he is a cool character. Yeah, um, and we we do, we should mention Zaid and Kasumi. Yeah, Zaid and Kasumi. The DLC characters. Yep, two DLC characters that you get as part of the Legendary Edition. Zaid, I'm all right without Zaid. I mean, he doesn't really do it for me. I don't really, because <laughs> you don't have to recruit them. You just go talk to them, and they're like, yeah, I'm part of your group. And then you just have their loyalty mission. Kasumi, though, I like Kasumi. She's cool. Mm-hmm. Her loyalty mission, also really cool. I liked uh, I liked Zaid's because I chose to let a whole bunch of people die and got a shit ton of Paragon points. Oh, or renegade no, renegade points, points. Yeah. yeah. You have to. So if you're playing a a Paragon run of Mass Effect Two, you really got to be high on that Paragon meter to get out of that mission without killing those people and keeping Zaid loyal. loyal. Nice. Because there, like we were saying earlier, the whole idea of this suicide mission is. Anybody who you haven't done the loyalty mission for and earned their loyalty, automatically they're going to die on that mission, right? right? And then, you know, you get to the last mission and you do your fucking um, Commander Shepard speech. And then as you go through the last mission, you have to choose people to fill certain roles on the mm-hmm. mission. We didn't really mention Tali re-recruiting but yeah she's back in the group too she is and by the way her loyalty mission is a fucking mass effect law and order and a lot for a few good quarians man yeah yeah you get to fucking argue her case at the the quarian flotilla you get to see a lot of cool places that they only mention in mass effect one right you get to see tachanka and the Mm -hmm. quarian fleet and um you know ilum and things like that that was a great renegade moment too, man. I got to have like the Jack Nicholson, you can't handle the truth moment yeah. in court. 
Yeah. Where I basically got to do my thing of telling people to stick it up their ass in court, which yeah. was pretty fun. <laughs> and then they were like, all right, yeah, you got a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Point. That's the the best thing about being a mm-hmm. renegade is most people are like, ah, eh, he's right. You know, and then every now and then you just might push a motherfucker out a window or punch a lady. Uh, don't do that, you know? Yeah, I meant to ask you about that weird thing. Like, was there history with that reporter from One. the first game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thought so. I figured there had to be something there. <laughs> yeah, there is. Um, now, uh, so you you have to fill those roles right in the last mission. If yeah, this you... last mission is we got to we got to preamble by saying this is like one of the greatest missions in video game history, oh really. God, right, like so this game, kind of a crescendo to this. Like you do all these loyalty missions, and then uh-huh. there's story missions as well. But really, the game is leading up to this singular moment mm-hmm. of this last quest, and it's really really awesome the way they do it. And go ahead. Yeah, and and you. You know, you you talk to your crew, you start assigning roles. Now, if you pick the wrong person to fill one of those roles, they'll die, right? So you got to really, you know, know who to pick for those roles in the last yeah. mission. Like, for example, that first one is is you need somebody to go through the ventilation system right. and dis- disable this this stuff. So you have to pick somebody who's, like, tech savvy, who knows, you know, right. what they're doing in a, a sort of hacking situation. And other times you have to pick somebody who's like good at the psychic abilities who can mm-hmm. protect you from things. It's it's really interesting and cool. Forces you to know your crew as yeah. well. And they also with the the ventilation shafts where you send the person up in there. Um, obviously, I sent Tally. Um, yep, same. You can also get that character killed if you don't open doors for them quick enough. So it's mm-hmm. it like keeps you moving. It's hard to get them killed. Yeah, but, but still, can. it's cool that it's like a thing, you yeah. know. <clears throat> and then, dally about. Essentially, what you find out is that these collectors have been kidnapping humans because they're liquefying them and turning them into a human reaper, which they have strung up, um, and he looks kind of like the T eight hundred. He's huge, by yeah. the way. Yeah, he's like huge. Stories tall, Titan size. Yeah, from, uh, Attack on Titan. Um, so, you know, basically it gives you a lot of backstory. You find out that that's kind of what the Reapers do. They come in, they, you know, harvest a bunch of people, liquefy them, and then make a Reaper in that species image, right? They previously tried to do it to the Protheans, but they were unable to. So what they did was alter the Protheans' complete genetic structure and created the, the, um, Collectors. Collectors. Um, And at the end of the game, the big final Paragon Renegade choice you have is you can either choose to destroy the Collector base and all their research, or you can turn it over to the Elusive Man and Cerberus. Um, Of course, I I, I told the Elusive Man to go fuck himself twice. I was like, you're not getting the base, and if you call me after... I'm going to tell you to fuck yourself again. <laughs> I gave him the base and then told him to go fuck himself. Yeah, and I like how Miranda's <laughs> like, no, I'm with him. And I'm like, you're damn right you are. We just had sex before this mission. I saw your boots <laughs> in a bra. Ooh, highlight of my year. Been a rough yeah, the, year. The, the romance scenes in this are, are awkward. Like we said, relatively kind of tame at the for for the time. But, at the you know, it was, it's still cool, I think. Like, well, it's... it's 
interesting little reward for exactly right story line, but know? i'll say this like yeah if you go into this thinking it's going to be like a witcher sex scene or yeah, a cyberpunk no. sex scene or anything like that, it ain't it's no. very tame yeah it's awkward and everybody's kind of stiff and you know <laughs> yeah i don't mind it's maybe some, some you, kissing man. some facial caresses yeah. <laughs> and then did you ever go back into your room after you beat the game you told me about this this is the picture thing no well that's no, one I, thing i didn't go back to my room so you can you can uh summon your partner whoever you're in a romantic relationship up to your room and they just sit on your lap and you just <laughs> sit there and look and you can just leave it there how do i know because i have and they'll just sit there and look at each other. It's weird. You should have had all your meetings in that. You, could, you should have an option to take like all your briefings. Uh huh. In like, there. <laughs> with I should put that. I should put that as my Zoom background at work. <laughs> Miranda sitting on my lap. You'd like Photoshop your face on um, Commander Shepard. <laughs> now, the other thing I love about Bioware, and and we'll try to to hit these as well, is they do post-release DLC, and they did a lot of really good ones on Mass Effect Two. But honestly, the cream of the crop, one of the best DLC of all time, Layer of the Shadow Broker. Right, Shadow Broker, another sort of, you know. Uh, thread concept. from the first game yeah thread for the first game and this is how cool this dlc is so you get the answer to who the shadow broker is you get liara back in your party and she's got her own full customizable powers and everything that are just for her just in this dlc and then steve there's an attack of the clones fucking flying through traffic chase scene where you yep. fly a car the, the fifth only element time style. in the game. <laughs> yeah, where... it's the only time in the entire ass game. It's like some some blade just out of nowhere. That yeah. was wild. Yeah, there and I was like, oh cool, we'll get to watch a cutscene. No, you're piloting the car. Yeah. And then you finished that and I was like, that was cool DLC. Nope. No, you're just getting going. That's the halfway point, right? Yeah. Cause then you go to um take out the shadow broker. The whole reason is because the shadow broker has um, an associate of Liara's held capture, captive and has been torturing him. Um, and like you have to assault his ship and his ship stays on a, a, a planet and constantly chases the sunset, right? Because if it gets caught in, not in sunlight or whatever, it'll basically destroy his ship. And you're running around on the outside hull of this ship and there's lightning storms going on and he's got like capacitors that catch the lightning and charge that you can then shoot and will blow up and kill enemies. It's awesome. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, yeah I loved all that stuff, man. Lots of eating of lightning. And then was that the mission where you could like burn as well like or am i thinking of something no else? you're thinking that's last a, mission that's another mission where you could go out in the sun and if yeah. you were in the sun it would kill you that's um tally's recruiting <sighs> mission. okay okay gotcha gotcha um, they also take a few what i think are funny tongue and tongue and teeth tongue and cheek boy uh we got there jabs at themselves in layer of the shadow broker so there's a part where you have to hold a spot while Liara hacks a door and 
Shepard's like, why can't we just put Omnigel on it? And she goes, oh, yeah. Shepard, you know they changed that security detail or whatever, which was referencing Mass Effect 1. Yep. Um, <laughs> that was funny. I, I like that little shit. Um, the boss fight against the the Shadow Broker is pretty cool. He's an awesome design, brand new. He's a, he's a cool design. I love how they're like, yeah, let's make him fucking terrifying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's a <laughs> instead giant of like spider faced guy. Just like, you know, so, sometimes it's like, oh, it's this mythical Shadow Broker. But look, he's just a tiny little guy. Yeah, not, not this, this guy. guy. Uh uh-uh. uh. I love scary. when he stands up out of his desk and Shepard and liara both look up to and like give you the the sense of scale of how big that guy is so mm-hmm. sick i also love how liara decides uh within 12 seconds to become the next shadow broker oh yeah yeah <laughs> you know we're certainly not setting up something for mass effect three that really gave me um I know Yakuza probably gave you Mass Effect Two vibes, but it really gave me Yakuza vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, the the inf- the information broker, yeah, in that one, you know, had yep. kind of a similar lair. He sure did. Uh, of course, he's not like a crazy alien. He's your boy than Yakuza, you know. So, which was that in Zero or Kiwami? Kiwami. Okay, then that they could have been influenced. Then Mass Effect That's, certainly could have been influenced. Timeline wise, that makes sense. Okay. Um, and then, so the only thing I have yet to finish on my, you know, most recent Mass Effect 2 playthrough is the Arrival DLC, which is literally the transition DLC between 2 and 3, right? It sets up 3. Um, what did you think about that one? I thought it was fun. You know, there's there's the little twist in there. You get kind of double-crossed <clears throat> by, you find out that they're all kind of under the thrall of this marker kind mm-hmm. of deal and uh you end up destroying it and getting out of there yeah but yeah cool cool nice little ominous note to end the game on mm-hmm. if you're waiting for three uh, uh, obviously not as cool as the shadow broker but pretty good still a, yeah very cool way to go out it's hard to um it's hard to beat Shadow Broker, man. That is such a that is how DLC should be done. It's a, it's not just reused assets and you know thrown together like there's new mechanics and yeah, they really full story stuff, right? Like, um, I'll say this: Mass Effect Three has a couple of really good DLCs as well. Um, the main one that I think is the best is one called Citadel. So look forward to that eventually. Cool. Um, so yeah, buddy. I think we got to be done talking about Mass Effect 2. I have to stop. I have to stop. I'll sit here for another hour and be like, oh, and you know another thing about Miranda yeah, can... I like, Steve? I like her butt. <laughs> you know what else I like? I like her eyes and her voice. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about it for forever, you know? Like, it's an RPG. I like it's... her hands. <laughs> it's got tons of fun mechanics, fun conversation mechanics. If you're looking for uh, a really like good... You're looking for a good, um, you know, space opera type of RPG. Mm. If you haven't given it a shot, oh, <laughs> I would give it a shot. I was hoping you were going to keep going. Nah, well, what? If, I mean, it's just going to get weirder if I'm like, and I like her boobs and her ears. <laughs> her ears are nice, you know. She's got a nice nose. Oh, um, no, uh, you know what I'll say is, you know, it's a common thing in like sci-fi storytelling to try to do the empire strikes back sequel, the darker one. 
Mass Effect nailed nailed it, man. They fucking nailed it, and I love this game. They and really did. Anybody that hasn't should go play Mass Effect One, so you can get your character set up for Mass Effect Two and go play it. Yeah, I agree, man. Hey, look, I had like this, some small nitpicks, like I liked the music in the first one better, Me too. but like. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really, really enjoyed this game. I could see why it's a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see why you've been trying to get me to play it for 13 years. Oh, so um, good. I'm glad I finally did. Mm, you know, I'm ready too, to buddy. see what happens in the third one. Might be a while till we get to that mm-hmm. one, but we but will. But what eventually. we're going to do, so we've already talked about it. Before we talk about Mass Effect 3, Steve and I are going to watch the Mass Effect um, anime movie, Paragon Lost, that takes place before 3. So we'll talk about that, and then we'll start playing three. So when that happens, probably sometime next year. Would it, I don't know. We'll see. We're working on it. Hey, we're working on it. You know? <laughs> Cut us some slack, you guys. Damn, get off my back! Anyways, uh, go to myweirdfoot.com for all your high potion needs. Send us emails. Leave us reviews, please. Cripes, please. Leave us reviews. And uh, we'll see you next week. I'm going to go hang out with Miranda. <laughs> Take care, guys. <laughs> oh!